All right. Well, today on Ignite Agility, I am joined by one of our graduates, Andrea. Hello, Andrea. Hi. And what we want to talk about today is a hot topic that people hit us up at Collaborative Leadership Team about, or certainly that they you know bring up in our user group is, okay, I got my CSM, I got my certified Scrum Master. Can I really get a job? Can I really pivot? from a different profession into becoming a scrum master. And you, of course, graciously uh, offered to tell us your story in making that pivot. Yeah, absolutely. So tell us what you were doing before scrum. So before this, I actually spent 13 years in the service industry. So I was a bartender and a server at a couple different restaurants around the Twin Cities. Um, Part of that, when I was acting at on those teams, I acted as a team liaison, like kind of speaking for the team, working with management to kind of figure out how we can alter our training style, our serving style, to kind of better provide our service. So what I heard in what you shared from a scrummy perspective is you get service. Mm -hmm, You get get servant leadership and you understand people. Yes, you probably had all kinds of different people scenarios. Yes, between team, I mean, team and then, you know, your guests that you have and having to deal with different personalities on that front, it definitely makes you ready for anything. Yeah. So what made you decide, I want to try Scrum? I actually had a couple of friends who had transitioned from that. So one went directly into a Scrum Master role through a connection that she met. Um, from the last company that I served at. And then another um, was in a product owner position and is now transitioning into Scrum Master. Um, So talking with them about their interests and the overlaps that they saw, I started to look at it. My sister worked at one of the banks in town and for their IT department. And so she connected me with her favorite Scrum Master. And I started asking questions about like, what does that entail to be a Scrum Master? What kind of skills do you need? Um, kind of getting her opinion in the early stages of, do you think that this leap is feasible? And pretty much everyone said, absolutely, it can be done. So Nice. So you really took the initiative to find somebody who had made the transition and do a little informational interview of them just to say, hey, is this possible? What am I getting myself into? That kind of a thing. Yes, absolutely. And asking like what steps they had taken, what things they had wished they had done early on, um, and what was helpful for them in their early stages. And then I met you, I think, because poof, you showed up in our Ignite Agility user group, which we offer as a community service here. It's it's in the Twin Cities, but with uh, virtual, uh, mm-hmm. certainly we get people joining from all over the place. How did you hear about the user group? So my sister, when she was first transitioning, she um, was in UX. So when she was starting to get into the industry, she had gone to a bunch of meetups on Mm. her networking for her own. So I started looking into meetups that I could do for Scrum Masters and just found it on meetup.com. I think you guys had a a virtual event that was happening pretty quick. Mm -hmm. Um, So I jumped in and it was actually through you speaking about the classes that I kind of started pursuing a little bit more. I think you mentioned... um, I already had my PSM, but I didn't have my CSM. And I was interested in taking the CSM specifically because it's a group environment and seemed much more supportive and seems to have a better training program. Um, And it was much more helpful to have other people around that I could ask questions instead of just sitting by myself and trying to figure it out. 
That's really interesting because the PSM, the professional scrum master, which is scrum.org certification takes a total different philosophy to the CSM from the Scrum Alliance. And uh, we were just talking about this on one of our micro courses the other day that sometimes hiring managers will actually look for both because they do understand the difference because the PSM, what you paid your money online and took a test. Yep. You didn't ever have to go to a training class. You just took the test. I think I read, I read a book and then the scrum guide and then they have practice tests. So I took that a few times. Okay, great. And then the philosophy at the scrum Alliance is a bit different in that we believe that teaching is the path to taking the quiz because we want to immerse people in a group setting in that role play and whatnot. So did you find taking the PSM and doing that pre-reading before coming to a CSM where you were thrown right in, you know, with a group of people simulating a scrum team, do you think that helped you understand the vocabulary or the mechanics a little better? I think so. Um, I think even before the CSM, you had mentioned like making sure that you read and understood the scrum guide. And so I think having taken that course or on my own and paying for the train or paying for the exam, it made me kind of look at the scrum guide more than just pursuing it really quick before the class. So I felt like I had a better understanding, but I still learned and took a lot more from your class just because you had people in there that were from a variety of experiences. Oh my gosh. We have people from all over. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think we had a couple developers, we had a couple scrum masters, we had people that were just kind of looking into scrum for their organization. So it's nice to have people from all different backgrounds and sharing their experience. And then you're working through some of the facilitation exercises. And that was really helpful because I mean, you can read about it, but until you actually have experience doing it. And even if it was just a two day class, you had such a concentrated effort to do that and learn that. And so that was huge for me. Like I felt like I got way more out of that than reading a book and being like, okay, I understand the mechanics behind this or the philosophy behind this, but where do you really yeah. do this an example? That's great to hear. Cause I always tell people, I want you to practice in our course, whether it's virtual or in person, because mm-hmm. fail here where the stakes are low. I would say nobody's getting fired from training class. Right. Um, yeah. because when you get to the, your job, well, the stakes are a little higher And the, yeah. the first time you facilitate something, if you're like, Oh crap, what do I do? What do I say? Once you had that that certified scrum master, can you say a little bit more about how you went about the job search process? So a lot of it was again networking. I started going to your Ignite Agility and pretty much from every single meeting that I had with them, I tried to connect with one to two people, whether it was in the breakout sessions or I think I would usually message, you're really good about asking in the beginning. Is anyone looking? And so if people I would usually share that I was new to the um, industry and that I had very little experience. So was even just looking not only for a job, but just for feedback and advice. So a lot of people were more than willing and happy to connect with me. So that was great. So, well, and one of the things that, uh, helped me keep you top of mind is that, um, coming to that user group, when we do the needs and leads, like you talked about here, I had a client who, um, 
you know, had thrown out a requisition and they even made an offer and the person accepted a counter offer, which, you know, that that's always, you know, hard when people have their, their heart set on somebody, but I called them up and I said, what if we just go a totally different direction? Cause we had started mm-hmm. looking for somebody that had a certain level of experience and that had perhaps their advanced CSM. I said, what if we go the other way? And I just find you somebody that I think has amazing people skills that can just step into the role. And they're like, we'll, we'll take you up on it. If you think that that'll work. And I introduced you to them. And as they say, the rest is history. Cause you got the job. Yeah. Uh, but uh, tell me about um, that uh, experience in preparing for those interviews and what you drew from either the uh, informational interviews you did with group members in our user group or through your sister who had made uh, knew somebody that made the transition or even from the class, what specifically did you draw from that helped you in those interviews? So specifically for meeting up with them, I was much more comfortable talking about like how I thought my background, even though it wasn't technically in a scrum environment, how I thought that could relate. So I was a lot more comfortable sharing those experiences um, or seeing what soft skills I had that overlapped. Um, it was also just good practice sharing some of those stories, like your scrum story. Um, and then a lot of it is like, because I didn't have experience when they came to specific questions, like how would you lead a retro? How would you do this? Or how would you do that? I had talked to so many people and asked those same questions. What do you do in this situation? Because some of it is, you know, if I had heard it in the Ignite Agility meetup, I would ask other people after like, hey, this came up, like, how would you handle that situation? And so it was, I was much more comfortable kind of speaking lingo and kind of sharing how I thought I would handle that situation, having a broader understanding of what other people have done in the past. Um, Definitely in my interviews, I was very honest about my lack of experience. That's good to know. I mean, that's an important point because some people are like, well, what should I do? Should I lie? I'm like, I'm not going to tell you to lie. It's like, what kind of question is that? (laughs) It's always made me really uncomfortable because it's like, you're you're going to find out. I mean, I'd rather be upfront and honest about what experience I have so that when I ask questions, they're not sitting there questioning, well, she said she has done this before. She said she did this, you know? Um, so I feel like if you're honest from the beginning, then you can get the support you need rather than scrambling when you get there. Right. Um, And they, from what I heard in my interview, they were very appreciative of that. And they said, we, you know, like, we'd rather have you tell the truth about what you think you can do and what you have done, um, than make something up because it's just, it's not fair to them. And it's not fair to you really, because then they're not going to give you the support that they think you need. They knew going into my first week or two, that I had very little experience. So people were more willing to break down things on a little more granular level. So nice. Now your particular story has this, this wonderful ending, uh, you know, yay, Andrea's got the scrum master job, but in that pursuit, so not just the, the company that we connected you with, but talk us about, talk to us about some of the frogs you had to kiss. Talk, talk to us about uh, some of the interviews that you went to that maybe you were like, oh, this is not for me and why that people can watch out for, or just, oh, wow, I bombed that and wish I would have, you know, prepared differently. Tell us about some of the the frogs. Um, So definitely be prepared to, I I did a couple of really weird interviews. One of them I was not prepared for at all because I was more looking, knowing that I didn't have the Scrum Master 
um, experience, I was looking for other job descriptions that I could relate and say that I could spend six months to a year at and then hopefully get the actual Scrum Master. So I took a couple of weird interviews. One was um, for a medical company that was doing blood testing. And so then I had to answer a lot of really weird questions about how comfortable I am with needles and people's blood. And like I applied to so many jobs that I kind of forgot that I applied for it and then was sitting there like, I don't know how to answer this. So be very careful about what industries you're looking at. Yeah, that's a good suggestion. Um, I definitely, I talked a lot with recruiters to varying levels of success. Um, I do think it is helpful to have a recruiter on your side that understands it. Um, I think the most helpful recruiter that I had was besides you obviously was a um someone who has worked with another person from Ignite Agility and he had had some coaching on what a scrum master would be and like what kind of jobs were helpful for them and he was really pushing it on my side but nice I think just kind of be aware of what you're applying for and kind of keep an eye on your end game if you can't get into a scrum master role make sure that the positions that you're looking for really align with a scrum environment, if you can translate it. So the other thing I wanted to ask you about is, um, you also came through our course, um, as a sponsored candidate from the Minnesota dislocated workers program. Now our firm is, uh, fortunate enough that we're one of their approved providers. And so you were able to get assistance in making your transition as well. Anything you want to share about that piece of it? I mean, that was huge, especially right now with so many people being dislocated from their jobs. I think that it is a great resource to have. So had I not had those funds available to me, given that I was on a more limited income, I probably wouldn't have been able to take all the courses that I did. I think through you guys, I did my CSM, my CSPO and the Kanban practitioner. So to be able to take all three of them instead of just one, I think helped a lot because I think it's it just enabled me to show that I was serious about learning this. I was committed to doing it. Um, and they are really supportive on that side of things. And they'll kind of do their own coach, like kind of career coaching on their sure. side of things. So um, I actually was in a different course with someone else and talked them into taking a CSM class because oh. I was so <laughs> passionate about it. So it's definitely a really good resource. I've tried to get more people. I mean, obviously the service industry has struggled. So a lot of my friends are out of work. Um, So anyone that had expressed interest in a transition similar to mine, I had, I told them to kind of look out for that resource because I thought it was huge or any other, if you, even if it's not a scrum master environment, right. Minnesota Dean has all kinds of stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, like the more training you can have and what better time when you're sitting at home now, you know, you have nothing else to do. So right. What better time to transition. Okay. How about on the resume side of things? Is there anything looking back that you felt worked better on that, on your resume than, um, or anything that you wish you would have done or not done on your resume? So what I did on my resume and it got for the most part, better reactions was instead of putting, I worked at this restaurant from, because I came from the industry, I worked at this restaurant from this year to this year and the other one from this year to this year, I put, um, kind of field. So if I did training, what specifically Mm. did I do training at all the different places? Or um, I think I had conflict resolution. I mean, you kind of break it up into your skill set and speak more to that rather than your bullet points on 
the specific job title. And then I had my experiences where I actually worked on the far left-hand side, just kind of a little bit smaller and more. I think that's so smart because that training piece is definitely applicable to a scrum master, right? Because the scrum master mm-hmm. is the teacher to the developers, the product owner in the organization. So making more of a functional resume that highlights the skills, yeah. then, oh yeah, here's where I did it rather than job title company. Cause that's so classic, like how a lot of people yeah. structure their resume is just company name, job title, you know, that it says in my HR file, not really what I was doing, but. Well, and especially when you're making such a big switch, I feel like if you see a job title first, you would kind you wouldn't look at that resume as closely as if you saw a skill set that you knew you were looking for, for like team development. If you knew you wanted someone who was comfortable with team development, you would look at that resume a little bit more. And then yes, you would might have to search a little bit more, like where did they actually work? But that would force you to read the whole resume as opposed to just tossing it aside, which I think that helped a lot because it just kind of helped helped whoever was doing the job search kind of see the relationship that I thought between the two fields. And the other thing that I think is so interesting about your particular story is that you're doing all this during COVID. You're doing yeah. all this during a global pandemic. So it wasn't like, oh my God, I'm in this horrible situation. Poor me, poor me. There's nothing I can do. You took these lemons and you made uh, margaritas out of all, you know, out of these. (laughs) It's like, here's all the things I can do. Tell us what interviewing was like um, in this kind of environment. Were people more likely to get on video calls with you or were they still kind of afraid of the Afraid of the, For the camera. Most part, everyone, I think I had one phone interview, but everyone pretty much did the phone interview. Um, it was more hectic, I think, finding an environment that I could be at just because I live downtown. And so, and in a one bedroom apartment, so finding a space that I could be uninterrupted is a little bit more of a struggle on my side of things. But um, it was definitely more helpful to have the video and even like the last interview that I did I was able to interview with the whole team which I don't know that you would maybe some companies do that but it was nice to see everyone and meet everyone even before I got hired Um, I always thought it was a lot more comfortable it's easier to talk to someone if you can see them and kind of gauge their reaction Um, and the company that I ended up getting hired with is really great they're always on screen they're for pretty much everything so that helps me a lot I was really nervous about getting to know my team and my coworkers without being in the office, because that's all I've ever known is you see someone and you interact with them. Even if you're not on your team, you're going to interact with them. So you'll get to know them. So that was a little intimidating to me going into day one, being like, I don't know how I'm going to get to know everyone or remember everyone's faces. So the thing that I'm also picking up on from your story is a little bit of fearlessness. You know, we always talk about the scrum value of courage, and it seems like you had no problem exhibiting courage. Well, I'm just going to contact that person I met on the virtual meetup. Well, I'm just going to reach out to this person, you know, that I got referred to. So anything you want to share there? Um, I guess it mostly that it doesn't hurt to ask. Even if they say no, you're kind of still in the same position that you were before. So it's not going to hurt you to ask someone to connect with you. And putting yourself out there is really the only way that you can kind of progress at that stage like if you are really shy and apprehensive about making those connections you're never going to go anywhere I'm not saying never but you would struggle Mm -hmm. I think a little bit more but 
Awesome. Well, Andrea, we appreciate you so much um, sharing your story with us from service industry to certified scrum master <laughs> now working as a scrum master. Yeah. Any final thoughts for candidates out there? Um, I guess, like I said, don't be afraid to put yourself out there. Definitely make connections. Meetup groups are huge and people are so much more willing than you would think to share their experience, their advice, their connections. And they are incredibly encouraging. The people that I've met through Ignite Agility have been so supportive and we're so excited when I ended up getting the job that I very literally could not have done it without them. So it's really, awesome. it's great to have a community that supports you. Awesome. Thanks so much. Yeah. Thank you very much.